You're listening to BGO Blind Pig, BGO's official roundtable discussion of all things D.C. football. Come pull up a chair, pour a libation of your choosing, and join in some passionate D.C. football debate. BGO, a burgundy and gold obsession, is the most passionate, intelligent community of Washington football fans on the web since 2009. Join us at www.bgobsession.com. Here we go. So, obviously, even a gentleman, we have now launched the Blind Pig Episode 2 Free Agency Woo-hoo! Recap. Come back to gentlemen. Gentlemen. And gentlemen and Mike. So we can come back, hit up some of our key topics we talked about before, maybe reach out and talk about some new things. Uh, like I did last time, I'm going to throw a wrench into the thing and I'm going to throw a topic out we didn't talk about. Bastard. Real quick. The Giants <laughs> have now added Rudolph. They've added John Ross. They've added Kenny Galladay. They're going to get Saquon Barkley back. They have Evan Ingram. Are we worried about the Giants at all? Yes, we are worried. And let me tell you why, because I just saw somebody on Twitter spouting about how we shouldn't be worried and we're going to terrorize them with our defense. However, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but the Giants have won the last five out of the last six contests, five out of the last six. And won uh, one because we didn't go for the tie, though. I'll give you that. But Daniel Jones has never lost against the Washington team. And that, to me, is pretty scary. So that was pre uh, all these additions. So I think, I mean, I think we should be a little bit more worried than some of the fans are, are letting on. I don't think we can afford, we can't afford to not be worried about anybody. We're a seven and nine team. We need to worry about anybody that takes the field against us. The Giants are always tough. It's a division game. Um, I'm always happy to split with the Giants. I think that's a pretty good year for us. We got Mike. I don't think Galladay is as big of a deal as we think. He's always hurt. Um, he he was very underperforming in, in Detroit. And you've got someone like Stafford slinging it to you. Moving down to Daniel Jones, I'm not really too worried about him. Saquon Barkley had a serious injury last year. And he's had one great year. And then everyone talks about his quads. I, I've never been too afraid of him. Um, he, he can bust it. He can get around, but we have an amazing D line that gets back there quick and linebackers that need addressing, but are thumpers and we'll get around there if they can. I don't really fear them. Daniel Jones, even if he got out of the pocket, he tripped over his own feet. I'm just, I think this next year, Rivera's going to be, uh, have a full game plan set. Haskins won't be behind center. And we have we have added weapons, and our defense is just going to come in. They're they're sure of themselves, and they are cocky, and they're going to fire off on all cylinders. And I think it's just going to be a slugfest. And I think that the the whole they've beaten us a bunch of times in a row is kind of a big deal. But I'm not afraid of them. All right, Mike, I like it. <laughs> all right, cool. So let's, Mike. I'm gonna tee you up couple right. free agent names that we haven't addressed yet that you still got your eye on? Yeah. Uh, there's some there's some offensive linemen out there that are a little bit older but are, are really good vets. Eric Fisher's out there. Russell Okung's out there. And Alejandro Villanueva's out there. Uh, we need help on the line, even if it's for depth. I don't believe in Charles. I just don't believe in him yet. He played two snaps and was out for the season. And we're looking at him to possibly start on the left side. 
Morgan Moses on the right side is good, but he's he seems to always have a nagging injury. Brandon Scherf has been hurt a lot too. We need to bring people in that can step into the line and uh, just veterans, good leaders that have played a long time and done a good job at their position. I'd bring in a villain to wave a first. Um, that guy is just, all he does is d- his job. He's on the left side. He just does his job. He doesn't complain. You don't hear about him in the media. And he just, he works hard. I like those kinds of people in the trenches. Well, let me ask you one follow-up. Because while we were on last time, the news broke that we tagged Brandon Sheriff. 30-year-old, $18 million. What do you think of the move? No. You don't no. like it? You want I, long-term? I, for the long, for Sheriff? Yeah. We're in a Kirk Cousins position again with Brandon Sheriff. We're just tagging him, and we're going to tag him, and we're going to tag him, and we're not working a deal out with him. The guy has had a torn, was a bicep or pectoral muscle. He's pec. hurt. I pec. He's hurt. He just gets hurt. He's a tackle that moved to guard, and, yes, he does well. He has great flashes at guard. But if he's not going to sign a long-term deal with us and he wants top-tier money, find another guard. It, it, it won't. And we might not find a sheriff within the next few years that they're letting him go. But I don't want to pay $18 million a year for a guard. I just don't. Gins first 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 team all pro in how many years? 20? Who was the last one? Jim Lachey? No, Who's Matt Turk. One? Matt Turk was the last one. Punch Matt Turk. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Matt Turk is your last first team all pro. You you mm. well, we've had I, Trent Williams and Chris Samuels, and if those guys aren't doing it, then you know, that's just not – this isn't the Hogs. You know what I mean? You know, in, in the words of whoever that coach was, says, if you're expecting the Hogs to walk through this door, you're mistaken. It's, we don't have the Hogs lineup. And I, that Hogs 2.0 bugged me. But it, we our, our offensive line is never going to be top tier when you have those guys out there that are top tier. In fairness, right. I, don't think, I don't think we should be paying a guard $18 million a year. And I also don't want to sign Scherf to a five-year deal at 30 years of age when the dude hasn't managed to stay healthy for, what, the last three years, four years? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, Mike, and I kind of agree with you. Well, I'll, I, I reserve the right to throw a conniption fit next year if we sign him for a four-year deal at $18 million. I think right now what they're acknowledging is they have a lot of holes to fill, and they're trying not to create new holes while we're trying to fill the significant holes that we already have. So I really think they just – bit the bullet and swallowed hard. And I agree with Mike. It's not a good, the franchise tag has not been our friend and I don't really like to see us going down that path again, but I, I don't see it going beyond this year unless he decides to play ball. And I don't, I think if he was going to play ball contract wise, we'd already know that. I agree with that. I think that's the key going into next year. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to have him here this year. Our the O line is not a strength of the team and he's the best guy we got out there. Yep. The rest of the league seems to think he's pretty good. Um, he's he, when he's out there, he's a mauler. I like that. We'll worry about it next year, right? This may, we may be in the new NFL where you're going on series of one year contracts for a whole lot of guys, especially with the down cap. That makes yep. a big difference. Then, on top of that, I, I think I think they wanted to kick the can down the road. I think the quarterback position's not set, there's a lot to worry about. And if you bite the bullet and overpay for your guard to make sure that you know. Leonard Williams isn't eating your quarterback's breakfast every time that we come out on the field for one more season to try to address the position. I, I can't hate it. 
if you, so, if you uh, have a, uh, Alejandro Villanueva in there, at half you, the price, you're not much worried. Villanueva is going to be. I mean, he might cost. He's going to cost more. But do we really trust Charles lining up at left tackle right now? I, I don't. No, I don't. And even with Fitzpatrick back there, who can run with the best of them, I don't trust that. We have Fitzpatrick, and then we have two quarterbacks that have been – we have Kyle Allen has been hurt and Taylor, who's unproven. I, I just – we need anchors. So, easy like transition. Right to you, Paul. What's your reaction? You had Cam Newton pegged as our next starting quarterback. We ended up yeah. – Newton never even made it to free agency, by the way. He signed, like, the night before. So, he never well, actually made it to the tampering. Well, I, I'm still convinced that – had he made it, I think we were going to make a push for him. But all that being said, um, in terms of Fitzpatrick, I'm 100% for it. Um, I know when I talked about Newton uh, earlier, I said it last time, I said we, all, we, we need to be about taking no steps back in 2021. And I think that veteran presence, that leadership figure uh, behind center is going to give you the best chance of making this happen. Um, you know, Rivera strikes me as the type of guy who he's someone who's big on trust. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that Newton would have been a good fit in that regard because the trust element was there with uh, Rivera. But again, with Fitzpatrick, uh, not surprised that he's here because they're, they, they, they can attest to that trust factor. He's worked with Zampezi in the past. Um, they know what he brings to the table. Uh, I think he's going to be able to give you that seamless transition opportunity. Um, you know, this is a guy who's been in the league for a long time. It's not going to be a matter of there being questions of him picking up our offensive system. He said it in a press conference himself. He said, it's not going to be a matter of me picking up our offensive system. He said, he said it's going to be more about him developing familiarity and chemistry with the other offensive pieces um, on our team. So, I, I like it from that standpoint. It gives you the opportunity to have that seamless transition and pick up um, w with some of the momentum that we established last year. Um, and I'm not sure that that seamless transition would have happened had we picked up a Trubisky, a Mariota, what have you. Um, really like Fitzpatrick from uh, the standpoint of the sense of calm that he brings. Um, that was one of the first things that struck me in this press conference. Um, you know, he just seems like a guy that's not going to stress about too much. I think that's really going to pay dividends for our team. We have a really young nucleus of, of offensive players. Um, and with some of them, some of our offensive leaders, when you think of Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, uh, these are guys who are still crafting their game to an extent. So that quiet sense of calm that Fitzpatrick is going to bring, I think is going to be really, really good for our team. Um, I want to talk about the statistics for a second, if you guys will give me uh, a moment or two. Rock Fitzpatrick, okay. Fitzpatrick's a guy that, for me, he's aged like a fine wine uh, in some regards. Uh, I, I watched a, a clip that the Washington football team posted on uh, Instagram yesterday. I thought it was pretty cool. It said over the last three years, he's got a better completion percentage than Tom Brady, more yards per attempt than Russell Wilson. Um and a better quarterback rating than Deshaun Watson. I'm pretty sure we would all take that for a season or two. Um, over the last three years, 2018, 19, and 20, he's got completion percentages of 66.7, 62, 
and 68.5 respectively. Last year was his highest completion percentage of, of his career. So this is a guy that with time over the course of his career, he seems to have gotten better. And I think we can ride that for a year or two. I know a lot of people are going to point to the interceptions. They're going to say that this guy's an interception machine, but I think the context matters as well. You got to think about who the guy played for over the course of his career. St. Louis, Cincinnati, Buffalo, uh, Tennessee, Houston, the Jets, Tampa Bay, Miami. These were teams that were in transition and flux, not necessarily strong teams that we're dealing with here. Um, it begs, it begs the question, was this guy sometimes forcing the ball because he was playing from behind? playing catch up, so to speak. Um, one thing that I ran into that I looked up, uh, I thought this to be pretty interesting. Uh, he's had three seasons in his career where he's played for uh, a team with a winning record. Houston uh, in 2014, the Jets in 2015, and last but not least, Miami this past season. In those three years where he's played on a winning football team, He's had 61 touchdowns, 31 interceptions. It's almost a two-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. Um, so you're seeing a different quarterback when he's playing on a team that's a winner. And I think that with our team, with our defense, he's not necessarily going to have to force the issue and be trying to come back from 21 points down, so to speak. Um, you know, I think we're going to get a much more responsible quarterback uh, in that regard. I think he makes others around him better. Uh, this was one final stat, which I thought was amazing. Um, in eight of the seasons where he started 11 or more games, he's produced a thousand yard receiver six times. I think that that's going to bode really, really well for uh, the development of some of our young stars at wide receiver. Can we get two? Can we get two? Maybe? Yeah. Okay. McLaurin. And let's <laughs> right, we get the there as well. all three of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I think that that's going to re- bode really, really well for their production. I think it's going to bode really well for uh, their development. Uh, and, we, and let's not forget that last year we were in six one-possession games. Uh, in, in our losses, six times we lost by one possession. Fitzpatrick has had 18 game-winning drives in his career. Five of those game-winning drives have happened over the last two years. So I think there's going to be some point this year where we're going to need some of that Fitz magic. And I think he can give it to us. Um, I'm pretty high on the sign. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. I was waiting for my opportunity. He did have the quote of the century. Well done. Well done. He had the quote of the century. He said, every game he plays is a revenge game because he's played for every team in the NFL. Paul, I like guys, I but... like what you did there with stats, and I was waiting to see if you'd hit the ones. I looked at stats too on 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 Ryan because I was my first reaction was not great, you know, the beard really, um, but the context. He's a, he's not a he's not our projected next five year starter. He's here for twenty twenty one, and let's see how it plays out after that. The, the stat that jumped out at me, given Rivera's whole culture change thing here in Washington. Um, Fitzpatrick has been voted team MVP in five different NFL locker rooms in his career. His teammates love the guy and every place he's been, he's a team captain, team MVP. Um, and people can't say enough good things about him. If that's not a mentor and a good bridge to whoever's next, I don't know who is. So I'm, I'm excited to see how he does. I really am. Well, the interesting thing is we could have had him last season, you know, because he's a free agent every year, pretty much. 
where if you think about last season, imagine our offense, imagine that we could have actually put some points on the board yep. if we'd had someone like him instead of continuing the um, Dwayne Haskins experiment because <laughs> the owner insisted on it. And then we threw, you know, a semi-paralyzed Alex Smith out there to try to play. But I think if we'd have had him last year, we would have seen, we could have won three or four more games just with that production alone. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We want to make sure that you don't miss out on any future BGO Blind Pig podcasts. On our YouTube channel, simply hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to BGO Blind Pig via Apple Podcasts or another podcast provider, go to our description page and click that follow button. Love to pick Scott Turner's brain, what he's thinking. He's got a guy who's as smart as any quarterback in the league, arguably, um, has seen it all. Turner likes to run those multiple offenses, right? With all the different options. So you can do anything he wants with this guy. He can go deep. He can play it short. Um, I think he's going to be like a mad scientist this year and see what, what kind of havoc we can make out there. I can't figure out why Fitzpatrick never like latched onto a team yeah. and became a quarterback. Because Brett Favre's right. a gunslinger, right? You have those quarterbacks, but Brett Favre played for the Packers forever. You know, like Fitzpatrick is, like you said, good guy, team MVP, will get the ball down the field, busts his hump for every team he's played for and never complains. Why didn't he land? You know, but for 10 or 12 mil, whatever the, the, the year's salary was this year, you couldn't get a better quarterback right now. That's cheaper than Cam Newton signed for. And the guy's going to come in and he knows that he's here for a short time and he's just going to sling the ball. He's going to mm-hmm. throw that ball down the field and Samuel and McLaurin better be working on their sprints. They better be working on wind sprints and getting away from receivers because Fitzpatrick's going to be slinging that ball. Because it, it's that's going in hot. Like oh, absolutely. That's something we haven't seen. Alex Smith has always been a dink and dunker, and that, that was ever since Kansas City. He'll throw one deep ball, but he's not going to risk that interception. Yes, it works, but we drop behind by 14. We're, we're behind two touchdowns before you can blink an eye in the first quarter, and it's like we're fighting back, fighting back. Fitzpatrick is going to be swinging that ball. No, no, we are, we are going to have Rex Grossman moments, though. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> he, you know he's going to force it deep when he should. All right. I so think Paul hit on why he hasn't caught on, and I, I just want to throw that out there. I think the reason he hasn't caught on is he's played for horrible teams, and what happens with horrible teams is there's regime change every three years, if if every three years. So I think if he had ever had a coach that like brought him in and then was able to be there for more than a couple of years at a time he might've caught on, but I think that he's just been a victim of timing. I think for the most part, that's far. Well, and, they're, and they're all drafting high. Yeah. So they're, so so they're all going to quarterback. quarterback of the future. Right. right? You know? Yeah. All right. So here's the, here's the question that keeps bugging me. And I've seen it on Facebook. I've also seen it on, on our own forums, right? 10 million is not guaranteed starter money. Yet we're sitting here. The six of us are sitting here talking about it. Like it's kind of a done deal. Is it a done deal? He's getting 10 times his, the guys who are competing with him. That's that's my point. No. He's literally getting ten. Which is got what four and a half. Which is half. <laughs> which is half the going rate for a starting quarterback. By the way. Right. That's true. Yeah, no, no. Taylor got what four and a half million for one year, two years. What was it? No, he got he eight. It, well, he, he got eight he million. See for, up to eight for two for two years, right? So we're talking yeah. four million a year. Yeah, that's not that's not with incentives. No, well, with incentives. That's all. A lot of that is incentives. It might also be what because Kyle of, Allen's on. It might also be because of the the length of the contract. It's one year. 
Nobody's going to sign a, a quarterback for $33 million for one year. If I'm investing $33 million in you, I'm going to do it for four or five years because I, I believe that you're the guy in the future. Mm -hmm. A $12 million guy, he's a, he's a hired gun. He's a hired gun to come in here and do, do what he's been doing for Miami, what he did with Tua, what he did in Tampa. You know what I mean? That's, he's coming in here to push the offense down, introduce the quarterbacks of what we want to do, and unfortunately, buy. I think Bob's goodbye. right that he's not, he's not been anointed. And I, I just don't think that's Rivera's uh -oh. style anyway, is he's not going to bring in anybody. If we drafted a guy and he'd, he'd worked for three years, then maybe then he's the presumed starter. But I think Rivera wants competition. And I, I would almost guarantee you that he told Fitzpatrick that on the way in that like, look, you know, you should well, win the starting job, but there's nothing's guaranteed. It's on you. Rivera already came out and said last year, his biggest mistake was that Haskins was a starter the day he got hired. Yes. And he knew that. And then Fitzpatrick, in his onboarding interview, somebody mm -hmm. asked him and said, what were you told with your starter as far as starting and where you stood? And he just said, a chance. So I don't think Fitzpatrick thinks he's the day one starter. I think we can look at his salary yeah. and say, you know what? He's got the odds on favorite that if, the, if, if Fitzpatrick and Heineke and Allen are all equal, Fitzpatrick's playing because he's the older guy, he's the more experienced guy. But if Allen, I think if Allen and Heineke come in and they excel and they're, you know, not on par with him, they're a step above him. I, I don't think Rivera is going to say, you know what, we're paying him more. So put him in the game. I, I, I don't I think agree. that that's at all that. even going to cross his mind. I think Allen's our third stringer. If for another other think. reason, it's because of the injury. Heineke played a hell of a game against the Bucks, And I, I'm looking forward to see what he does with a full camp with maybe the ones and, and coming out there, but I just it's it's Fitzpatrick. I, I my something, gut something scary to consider is coming into last season before we move on. Coming into last season, we had an uh, 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 a half a leg Alex Smith who couldn't move. We had Dwayne Haskins who was known for being a statue. I thought he was had some sneaky athleticism. He just didn't know how to use it. And then we had traded for Kyle Allen. Now we have three quarterbacks that almost mimic what Kyle or what Taylor Heineke did in the first round of the playoffs because Kyle Allen has that athleticism. He showed it. He ran for a touchdown. He's done it. And Fitzpatrick has shown that he'll take his head and run it through a brick wall if it means he's going to get a first down. So the whole dynamic of the offense could change with what Fitzpatrick does. And that could be something they're thinking about deeper is that do we want to transition this offense with Heineke, with Allen, and with our next guy to mimic more of Fitzpatrick's type of game than trying to set this game plan up and have the entire offense built around like an Alex Smith type game, which we saw is less effective than Heineke who got signed off. Literally the street came in and had the best six quarters of football we've seen from a quarterback in 20 years. Like, and that's not even hyperbole. That's legitimate. So before you remember we go too far. We had three quarterbacks. Do you remember last right. time we had three quarterbacks fighting for the starting job? No, <laughs> I don't. John <laughs> Beck. Doug Williams, Stan Humphreys, Jay Schrader. Hey, well, if we could find a way to do that again, let's do it, please. I'll give it all up right now. Wasn't it, wasn't it Bill Parcells that said if you have three guys competing to be the guy, you don't have a guy? You don't have he a said guy. if you have two quarterbacks, you yeah. don't have one quarterback. That's yeah, what he if said. If you've got two competing, you don't have one. That's, you know, and, and so we have three. What's that say? <laughs> well, except we, as we will come back to it again, Ryan is here for one year. Maybe, yeah. maybe two, but he's a, yeah. he's a one-year guy while we try to figure out a, what we've got in, in Taylor Heineke 
And then if it's if he's not the guy, we're moving on and finding out who is. We'll be we right had, back here next year. And we had eight quarterbacks the year before and ended up signing Josh Johnson from like a landscaping job and he yeah. won a game. Like we literally uh, I'm okay with this. This is a good problem. <laughs> I agree. All right, Bob. Think, what's your reaction to Curtis Samuel? By the way, your boy Juju signed one year eight million to play in Pittsburgh. Yeah. All that he talked. <laughs> All that he talked about, I'm out packing my bags. And 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 in all honesty, I'd have taken him in Washington for for eight million for one year. I would have However, taken him for eight I'm not million. Unhappy with Curtis with Curtis Samuel. My my knock on Samuel was I had two knocks on Samuel. Number one, I feel like we've got the small speed guy, right? McLaren's not the biggest guy in the world, and and he's got speed for days. And I feel really good about that. I wanted a bigger body guy that's willing to go over the middle, and and take his lumps. And move the chains closer to an art monk kind of a thing right monk and clark together is kind of the way i looked at it granted juju's not the biggest guy in the world he's 6'1 215 um but he's got game speed that was the thing that just kind of blew me away no matter what anybody does to him he manages to get free he's got greater yards per catch than uh than samuel does even with all of samuel's speed not by much we're talking less than a yard um but he also has over a hundred catches more in the same four years that Samuel's got. Um, now, am I unhappy? No, I'm not unhappy. Um, I think Curtis is probably a gamer. Um, <laughs> Curtis and Terry get along. We know that they went to college together, right? Apparently they sat in the dorm room at night and talked about the idea of being on the same team together. Where, where did they go to college? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some, some, <laughs> don't know. some place south of Michigan. Oh, we'll talk about the other team. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't, if it's not UVA, I don't care, Mike. So that's, that's all right. <laughs> but uh, no, I, you know, I mean, having the speed on the outside is great. My biggest concern with Samuel is durability. Now, having said that, he and Juju, I mean, there's a difference of like six games. Samuel got injured late his his rookie year and didn't play the last half of the year with a with a fairly severe ankle injury. Other than that, he's been fairly durable. 13, 16, wait, I got the numbers. Where did, where did I put them? 13, 16, and 15 games a season, right? That's not too shabby, especially for those of us that have put up with Trent Williams for the last six years. Oh, did he get shut down late last year, though? Because they were out. They were done, right? They, he, played, mean, he played 15 games last year. Right. Um, now he apparently only started five, which I find interesting. That's just a that's a depth um, chart thing. That's yeah, exactly. But you know, ninety-seven targets, seventy-seven receptions, eight hundred and fifty-one yards, which is a little light. But who was playing quarterback in Carolina? I don't remember any of John will know. Last year's Teddy Bridgewater. Wait, John, wait, wait! It's your backyard, brother. You can't even know where Sierra Nevada is. Let's just. Cut him a break. So, uh, you know, am I unhappy? Now, the answer the answer is that I'm not unhappy. Would I have preferred Juju? Sure, but but not by a lot. And here's the thing: apparently, Harmon's healthy. He's a bigger body guy. If they can teach Cam Sims how to actually hang on to more than one out of three balls, he's a much <laughs> bigger body guy, right? And Samuel plays both slot and outside, so you've got plenty of versatility in the entire crew there. I don't think it's a bad signing. And, and if you recall, I actually used kind of the same argument with that Paul used and said, I wouldn't be surprised if Samuel wasn't the guy just because of familiarity. Rivera's Rivera drafted him. He's he likes him. He's comfortable with him. 
I think it, I think we might be, I think one of the things it's not just familiarity. I think that um, Samuel's personality is a better, he's more of a Rivera type player. Schuster's out there on social media, yakking his yap as often as he can. I don't think Rivera, I'm not saying that was a deciding factor, but I think they had enough of that with Haskins, you know, Um, Mm. they're not looking to, to have a, a look at me kind of a player. And so that might've, that might've been a little bit of a factor. That's just, I, I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, it was the, if, if there was a drawback for me with Schuster, it was the fact that he's all over the place and the whole dancing on other people's logos. And, you know, well, I'm up, I'm, let's face it. I'm, you know, I'm old school. I'm a Gibbs guy. I want people that, that carry a lunchbox and come in and do their job and keep their yap shut and do their and, and, and go home. Okay. So, <laughs> I, think, I think one of the versatilities with Samuel though is his ability around the line of scrimmage because you've got Terry McLaurin who's Terry McLaurin we wanted Steve Sims to be able to do this but I don't want to see Terry McLaurin take a single jet sweep ever because I don't want to see him running from left to right right into a linebacker's you know hit stick zone so if you want to have Curtis Samuel who's proven it because you threw those stats out he also had 40 carries last season multiple out of the actual running back position reverses jet sweeps that kind of a thing so yeah, we want 72 attempts in his career for almost 500 yards so yeah, the nice so thing is we got wide receivers that you don't know if they're catching or running the ball and we've right. got running backs who you don't know whether they're running the ball or catching the ball there you go that's, a, that's a not a mistake that's not an accident that's what we're putting right. together here yeah. round talked about that from the day he, he came in the door that they wanted to be multiple on offense they got more multiple with those two guys on the outside who can who can run with it um scott turner's got to be the happiest guy in town right about now right having said that i still think we draft a wide receiver i agree so wait a minute if i'm not mistaken isn't ty hilton a free agent right now yes yeah He's very similar, though. He's that burnished feed, right? This, by the way, breaking news. Veteran that come in here and, and go go down the field and across the middle. The Rams did it with Al-Hakim, Terry Holt, and Isaac Bruce. You know what I mean? You don't have to have that super possession, possession guy. You can just let someone like Kurt Warner, who's packing groceries, sling the ball. And that's what Fitzpatrick wants to do. Oh, if they got kills. two wide receivers on the outside, running down the, down the outside, going deep, you can't double both, and somebody's going to be open. That's what I mean. They got to do their sprints. Speed kills. Breaking news: Deshaun Jackson signed with the Rams. Do we care? No. <laughs> he's in LA. All he's going to care about is being in LA, and he's, he's re- reunited with Sean McVay. Just figured I'd he's throw it out there. Five games. He's going to play five games, and then he's going to tear an oblique or something. something. He's going out there to further his recording career. So yeah, no, he's and, done. He's done. So. Uh, last big signing we had was William Jackson, the third, I had DBs. He wasn't on my list, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, I had Darby Darby, everyone under the bus and you just drove the bus off. Look at you. No, you didn't talk hey, about him. Hey, Fitzpatrick right. wasn't um, on Paul's list either. So you're all right. See. <laughs> um, I wanted Darby because I liked what I saw from Darby and I didn't want to create another hole. Uh, I, I can say, we actually upgraded the position. So letting Darby walk sucked because I liked Darby. I liked the way he played, local guy, whatever. Well, we just added one of the top man-to-man cover corners in 
free agency. And that makes me extremely happy. And I know it makes Mike and John extremely happy because the zone coverage throughout this entire season just made me want to just ram my head into a wall. Uh, watching them get eight and nine yards as we were playing 12 yards off and everybody was in zone and there's constant holes. Well, hopefully this means that the mentality for Jack Del Rio is to give him some studs that can press the line, that can hit people in the mouth, somebody who can play man-to-man coverage. You can leave them kind of on an island and we can play that shut down kind of defense as opposed to bend and don't break. And better yet, if we can play some press and Wait, buy it's some- Wait, it's Ben don't break? If we can play a little bit of press at the line and knock those line, those wide receivers off of their route and give those ends in that interior line just an extra second to get to that quarterback, then that just makes up a, a, a whole difference. And it helps the interior linemen. It helps the outside linemen. It helps the linebackers. It helps your safeties when you know that you can kind of push and they can buy you an extra second to make up that ground if that quarterback decides to make that way. So I really like the signing. 14 mil's kind of rich. So now we're paying two number one corner type deals. Fuller's not completely number one. He's getting 10. But still, you're paying double-digit millions to the, your, your cornerbacks. I We're going to have to make up ground finish. somewhere. I think we still go safety. I still think they're looking at Trey Boston if they can get him at a decent price or a draft pick. Uh, Boston made six and a half last year. If we can get him in here at five, I, I think you're talking about a pretty good secondary with Fuller, you know, the Collins curl combination, depending if Collins is healthy, you put Boston at free safety, then you got Jackson on the other side. Uh, we, we went from a weakness three years, two years ago to now having pretty potent secondary as far as I'm concerned, if we have one more quality move at free safety. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, if you enjoy the BGO Blind Pig podcast, you may enjoy the video version. Visit YouTube and search BGO Blind Pig to access over 100 previous episodes. However you enjoy BGO Blind Pig, we thank you for listening. It was a very pleasant surprise to me that they were able to get him in here. I think it's a really good... uh, I, I think it's a good move from the standpoint as well um, that when you think of our division, when you think of the NFC East, uh, the, the receiving cores in that division are slowly but surely and quietly starting to improve. You think of who mm-hmm. Dallas has there. You know, they got Cooper, they got a couple other pieces, CD Lamb. Um, the Giants have obviously upgraded their wide receiver positions. The Eagles might, you know, get one of the top rated receivers in the draft I think it's imperative that we improve our corner play Uh, I I think Jackson fits perfectly in that regard Um, because again we're going to be facing a pretty solid group of receivers in the NFC six times a year so I mean you know the more bodies that we have back there the more skill we have that back there all the better and I mean we know from past years uh, when this team can compete in a division when this team has a winning record in a division more often than not, we can compete for a playoff spot. Uh, and I think if you look back over the last 20 odd years or so, look at the years that we've made the playoffs, we always have a winning record in our division. So it's imperative that we can match up with these receivers in the division. And again, our, our division is starting to get some good receivers out there. So we, we need bodies. And I think it's a great move from that regard. Great. All right, John, I think, your, t- I, your I tight ends. 
Hold on, real What's quick. Up? I think that with paying 14 mil for uh, Johnson and paying 10 mil for uh, Fuller, that's cornerback money. That's the position. Yeah. It, it's not that we're overpaying him. That's the, no. what the position calls for with that. And we actually kind of got a good deal for a young guy. The only thing with Johnson is when you watch his highlight tapes, he needs to be able to catch that ball more. So many times <laughs> that ball bounced off his Three. chest or on his, off his hand. Or, you know, I know when sometimes you're diving and you reach an arm out there, but you got to make that pick at a corner. You're getting you saw that money. too, huh? I, I was having yeah. Carlos Rogers flashbacks. Yep, yeah. bingo. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you know who else is a free agent right now is Breland. Breland and Dunbar are both free agents. Uh. I don't want I to take Bree. <laughs> I like Bree. Like I like I like Bree. I, I like. Gotta Lisa have Bree. depth. Gotta have depth. All our guys get hurt back there, man. It's just always when Collins got hurt, we got lucky. Curl was able to step up, yeah. but you know you gotta have depth at the corner, especially on this team. So John, all your tight ends got signed, man. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna start with the same thing I started with last time, which is where we're sitting at tight end, and that is a pretty bare cupboard. Um, we've got Logan Thomas, we all know. I don't think they're going to bring uh, Mr. Sprinkle back in his one catch in in 2019 or 20. Yeah, but he looked good making it. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't that a diving touchdown, if I remember <laughs> I correctly? I don't know. It's just by accident, I think. Um, so these are the guys currently on the roster. we got Marcus Baugh. Let me know if you recognize any of these names. Marcus Baugh. Tamara Hemingway, Thaddeus Moss, Dylan Cantrell, and some other guys. So we obviously um, need some help. And I was pretty disappointed. I know they can't fill every hole. Uh, I think they were probably in the mix for some of the tight ends, like Johnny Smith and Gerald Everett, who I talked about last time, and Dan Arnold. Um, I think they were probably in the mix for those guys. They just couldn't get to the finish line with them. That, that's the rumor that I heard. I'm not sure which of those guys they were competing for, but I know they, they were rumored to be in the mix for, for a tight end. But it does beg the question, if we don't have a second tight end on the roster, a reliable one, we are not uh, obtaining one in free agency. What, it's not a very strong tight end draft. This is, I mean, really, there's like, I'm going to talk about one of the guys at the end. There's two guys in this draft that look like uh, real tight ends. One of them, probably maybe a Hall of Fame level tight end. But uh, we're probably not going to find them in the draft. So it just kind of makes you wonder, what are they thinking? And I know I will acknowledge that um, Derek brought up a good point, which is that most teams do not obsess about the tight end position. <laughs> They're kind of like, yeah, we got some tight ends. I don't, uh, what's his name and his buddy over there next to him. Uh, it's not like a premier position on most teams setting aside like, you know, the Gronkowski type players. So maybe, maybe it's um, too much ado about nothing, but um, I do think we have a little bit of a problem there. So looking at who's left in free agency, I didn't look at anyone beyond the age of 31, just because I, if we're going to bring in a guy, I think it needs to be somebody with at least the potential to have a, you know, a, a few years with us, not just a one and done deal. Um, so I looked at the first one that name that jumped out at me was Tyler Eifert. And most of us recognize uh, Eifert's name. He's 31. He's a big guy, he's 6'6", 255. He's, he's got the biggest pedigree. He's the first former first round draft pick by the Bengals. Back in 2013, I don't know if you remember 2013, but I had a good year that year. He has averaged 40 receptions for 400 yards over the last couple of seasons. So he, he's still a productive tight end. Um, that's pretty decent yards. He catches about 67% of his balls uh, for his career. But he's kind of got a Jordan Reed vibe going now. He's been hurt a lot over the last few years. So I'm not sure how much 
I'm not sure how reliable he would be if we brought him in. And I think that's why he's still out there. Jesse James is another guy. He's a other experienced tight end that's uh, still available. I'm kind of surprised. He's another big guy. He has the same body type as um, Logan Thomas does. He's six foot seven. He is spent most of his career with the Steelers and he didn't miss a game the first four seasons, but then he went to Philly and uh, everything went to hell. He got hurt and hasn't played much since then. Um, excuse me. He went to Detroit and uh, he's, He's not a fast guy. He's not a particularly athletic guy, but he's a pretty good blocker and he's competent. So he would be the other reasonable pickup we could look at. And then I've got three younger guys I'll talk about real quick. Trey Burton is one of them. He's 29. And you probably remember Trey Burton because when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, he's the guy that threw the trick play pass to Nick Foles for the touchdown right before the half ended. That kind of the Philly special. Yes. So he's that guy. He's not a very big guy. He's only 6'2". He's more of a spark plug type running uh, type tight end. Like a uh, like an H back type, like a Cooley type kind of. Yeah, he his best season was in 2018. He caught almost 55 passes. So he he's still out there. And then the last two guys I'll talk about, Richard Rogers, uh, and you may remember his name. He's a 29 year old. He signed with Washington last April. He was actually here all summer. He he got all the way up to September cuts and was cut. So he would be a guy that they're familiar with and who knows the offense a little bit. Um, he played four seasons in Green Bay, never only missed one game in four seasons. So he's durable. Um, he has had one or two good seasons. But again, if he was really a difference maker, he, he wouldn't be available. And then the last guy I'll mention is the one that I might be interested in taking a flyer on, and that's Jake Butt. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jake, Jake Butt before, but Jake Butts, a 26-year-old, he played for Harbaugh at Michigan. He was actually the John McKay Award winner his last season there in 2016, and that's the best tight end in the country award. Uh, and then he tore his ACL, <laughs> I think, on the way to get, pick up the award. Uh, <laughs> wow. he, was, he was supposed to be a second-round pick, ended up getting taken in the fifth round yeah, he was um, late. by Denver. And then guess what? 2018, he tore his ACL again mm. and couldn't play in 2019 because the ACL had not fully healed. He finally got on the field last year, played five games, looked pretty good, and then tore his hamstring. So oh I, know what you're, I know what you're thinking. And I mean, how many guys like that are we going to sign? We Can he run on his arms? If he was a horse, we would have put him down by now. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying that if we're going to take a flyer, he might be a guy that's worth. You got, Bob, you got Bob rubbing his eyes, bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at the. I'm laughing at the. If he was a horse, we'd have put him down. By <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm grasping his straws here, people. Help me. <laughs> but I, I guess he he's not going to be your premier guy. You're not bringing him in to catch 80 balls. No, no, no. No, he he's a wing and a prayer is what he is. But anyway, I think their best bet at this point really is to draft. Um, I like this Pat Frymouth. I know we're not talking draft tonight, but the Penn State tight end. I like him. That guy's a beast. He's nasty, Mike, just like you are. He he, <laughs> he, he has a nose for the end zone. I mean, he's just a bad dude. Yeah. And um, he's probably the only tight end we have a chance of drafting. Uh, he's projected to go in the second round. And I'm thinking what we could do is maybe pick whoever we're going to pick with our current second rounder and then take those two th third rounders that we have and move up and grab him. Cause we really do need a second tight end. I just don't know where he's coming from at this point. 
So you don't have any faith in Thaddeus Moss with the pedigree name and the, 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 the stuff he did down in LSU? Yeah, he I mentioned good- him. I did mention him last time because I think they, I think they'll take a look at him. He's coming off IR, so that's something they got to look at. But yeah, but that was a weird IR though. Like he was like he was kind of rumored to be back at practice, and he was kind of doing this, and and they just it's like they just was like they were just like you know what you're not gonna get any playing time. That's we true. don't want to cut you. So we're just going to say that this you're just yeah. IR for the season because it was very odd. Because if I remember the timing right, he was he was inactive and he was hurt and they were rehabbing him and he was working off to the side and things were looking OK for like two weeks. And then it was like, oh, Thaddeus Moss to IR. Like it was almost like yeah. it, it yeah. wasn't a situation where he was in a preseason game and he went down and he was on IR starting on Monday. It was, it was like a buildup, like he was going to get back. And then they were just like, well, no, you're over here now. And you're now you're not playing anymore. I mean, of all the guys that are on the roster uh, South of Thomas, I think he's probably the guy that I'd give the most chance just because he does. They obviously liked him enough to pick him up on the undrafted free agent list. I don't know why they don't take cam Sims because God knows. I don't think he's ever going to be a top tier wide receiver. I don't know why they don't take him. And convert him over to tight end. Pack Talk about 30 him. pounds on him. Mm-hmm. That's why. Because wide right. receiver pay to tight end contracts are a lot different. Right. Yeah. Hey, go ask Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry how Bill Parcells pays his tight ends, and Cam Sims might change his mind. I'm yeah. not. Cam Sims needs about 30 pounds, 6'5, yeah. 220. Funny thing about our tight end position, John, right now, it feels like uh, another tight end is a luxury. If uh, if our boy Logan Thomas goes down in the preseason for We're the year, we got hurting. we got we got nothing. So We're we really trouble. do. Yeah. We need we need some bodies in here to compete. Yeah, but having yeah. Logan come in like that, man, that was such a blessing. He he it just was. showed up. I, he was okay, and I remember him in Detroit. He was good, but he just studded up and just was like, I'm 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 it. I, I was Long happy with that. If he's on the field, we have a tight end. If, if he's not available, we got a problem. We're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you guys are sleeping on Sprinkle. He's due. <laughs> he's due. He's due. <laughs> he's due for an unemployment have, check. Have you seen him for. without his shirt off? I mean, I'm telling you. That's I, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> See, hey, I remember what LeBron Landry looked like without his shirt on too. Hey, oh, hey, Leroy. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Mike, get another beer, buddy. <laughs> just get another beer <laughs> who was that who was the guy that everyone fell in love with in training camp like seven years ago the, the that, yeah. robert the, uh McClune, yeah. right McClune. That oh was- McClune. <laughs> that dude was yeah that guy was meant for wwe where is right. he now all right now i gotta look him yeah, up. he's out of the league no yeah, he's, been, he's, he's been out of the league for a while i think all right mark we uh you talked out lbs last time um, all your guys went off the board swimmingly and got paid handsomely to do so. Are uh, both the you... Tampa guys off the board? Say again? Are both the Tampa linebackers off the board? They are. Uh, Griffin re-signed, right? Yeah. He, he did. Yeah. Massive oh, deal. As, as I watched free agency play out and we got a nice shiny new toy for, for Neo at wide receiver, we got a nice new secondary addition. Um, I started to wonder about the linebacking core. So I called Jack Del Rio and he said, he said, Jackie, bro, baby. 
He said, bro, don't worry. We're going to, we're debuting the seven, four defense this year. Yeah. We don't need no stinking linebackers. Um, the UFO so defense of the Browns a couple the, years ago. The one, the one guy that I was making a case for last year that, or last week that we needed to keep was care Kevin Pierre Lewis. Uh, he's gone. Uh, I, I get it. He got Hold more it. money. Wait, wait. Clarification not, on not, that. I don't know. He might not be. Clarification on that. I saw a report today. He yep. has not been officially listed on the transaction feed. So that, technically, that. he is not technically. He's still not signed yet. Do we know why? I missed that. He just yeah. hasn't actually shown up on the official NFL transaction list. Okay. So technically, he has not signed with another team. All right, so we'll go best case scenario. He comes back here for back on a decent deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, We still haven't really gained anything. We're treading water in that case. Um, The one signing we did make: uh, meet David Mayo. He's six two two forty. He's twenty seven. He's played for six years, four in Carolina, the last two for the Giants. (laughs) He play. He's played in eighty six games. He had only missed one game prior to last year. Uh, He was reliable he's got two career sacks no picks 157 tackles he's he's not a starter he's not going to be a starter he's a depth guy I got no problem with the signing as as part of a of a new crew uh, the rest of our guys who are left over are names that uh, we talked about last week and nobody knew them then I mean, we know them John Bostick's still here he's solid he's a veteran he's going to be in the middle Cole Holcomb is here. Kaliki Hudson is here, who's a guy. Jordan Kanasik is here, who I wouldn't recognize on the street. And that's it. That's what our depth looks like for at linebacker right now. Harvey Clemens, uh, Josh Harvey Clemens, I forgot to mention last time because he, I guess he opted out of, for COVID. Um, hopefully he comes back. He's a big kid. He's 6'4". He's 245. He's only 27 years old, but he's another, we don't know much about him. He's flashed a few times. But when you see the occasional flash, you know, that could be anything from he was out of position and he ran real fast to catch up. So he looked good on film. You know, I don't know anything about the guy. So I'm trying to figure out what our thinking is here. We may well have tried to land some of these guys and and failed. Um, Or maybe they know something we don't, either about the bodies we have or the direction they're going. All what I'm left with right now is K.J. Wright is still out there, the veteran from Seattle. He's going to be 32, which turned me off at first. But the way I think they're approaching turning over to linebacking core, I can see them trying to bring him in for one or two years to stabilize things, be a veteran presence, help Bostic out. Um, and our, our guy with the long hair from, from New Orleans is still out there, Anzalone, who runs around. Nobody's made him any offers. I think I think we'll be bringing in a couple of bodies like that. What I don't see happening is us using free agency as anything more than stopgap. So I started looking at where I think we might do with 19. And I really hate going down this road because we, you don't want to be waiting on a late teens pick to try to get your guy. But the way we've approached linebacking seems to make sense. If our idea is to take a guy we think and we can plug in a first day starter, a rookie, uh, and the three names that jump out, uh, those of you who look at draft stuff, I haven't been a draft guy, but Micah Parsons out of Penn State, some, some seem to think he could survive to 19. If you go look at him play, 
I mean, the kid's a beast. He looks like, like, uh, was it Devin White down in, in Tampa? He's sideline to sideline. He blows people up. Uh, you add him to the mix, all of a sudden it doesn't look like such a bear cupboard. Um, there's another kid out of, out of Missouri that I'm sort of falling in love with, Nick Bolton. Um, all I will do is say, go look at some YouTubes of Nick Bolton play, and you'll know why I like the idea of him in the middle of our defense. He, he kind of blows people up on a regular basis, and they know he's there. Uh, and another projection I've seen is the long, tall kid out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa. Um, wow. He who, nailed it. Did you practice that, Mark? How long did you practice in, that name? In the, in the well, mirror. Like some, no, no, I have no idea if that's right or not, but I like it. I said it with conviction. Um, <laughs> Own it. He's a he's this one of these real long rangey guys. He makes plays downfield. He's a coverage kind of backer. Um, so we thinking so, Ted Hendricks? <laughs> not he, he's not six eight or whatever Stork was, but but I, I think he's a six four six five guy who can run. I got good instincts. Um, he's a good solid player. So I mean. I don't know what our plan is at linebacker. I'm hoping that there are really smart people that are out at uh, football team park who have a plan for this defense. We've got ourselves a rock solid front four and with plus with a rotation. Our secondary is at least competitive, if not better. Our linebacking core is a huge question mark. I'm really surprised we've gotten this far without any additions. Um, so that says to me, we're looking at draft. And to the extent we can't get a guy in the draft we want high, we are filling in for another year at linebacker with late free agent, late free agents and cut downs when we get to camp. And we're just going to try to make it work for another year until we can until we can start to build that up. But it's a hole on our team. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I think I think this is a sneaky deep draft at linebacker, actually. And we can. We got a couple of weeks and we'll probably do one, we're going to be doing another one of these with a lot more in-depth draft type thing. But there are guys in the third and fourth rounds like I've really liked Cameron McGrone, the linebacker out of Michigan. That guy was supposed to be a three down linebacker and then some character concerns about his effort level, you know, brought it in. But I, you know, bring him in, let John Allen grab his face mask a couple of times and let's have a conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or late, even later, there's some guys in there that I really like. But I, yeah, the linebacker, it's odd. I don't, I don't get why we haven't. That, that is the glaring hole on what could take this defense from being really good to being like, okay, when you play Washington, you just hope you can score 20 points because if you can't, you have no shot. Well, we well until we, yeah, go ahead. We were trying to get Ruben Foster healthy. For a while, and he's a free agent now. Is he done? Done? Like, what happened to him? He, he, he never. Is, he's still out there, Mike. No one knows if if he can run anymore. Um, don't know if he's really got the fire to play. I, I think he's going to get another shot at camp. I think they're going to bring him in if he's willing to and try and make the team, kid. But he's not a guy we can count on. Yeah, he he trains with the guy John was talking about at tight end that has had two torn ACLs that you talked about putting him down already. <laughs> well, it's disappointing oh, that we have oh, a couple Bob, of positions. Your eyes. It's disappointing that we have a couple of positions that we haven't been able to really uh, take up a, a level. But I think we have to realize, I mean, we we have three starters coming out of free agency so far. That's that's one more than I was even hoping for. So that's a pretty good – I think PFF had us like 
the number two or number three team in free agency because because of that. So I think we just it just becomes a matter of you, you can't compete for every player and you at some point you run out of money and you run out of time. And, and so I don't know. I think they're going to I mean, look, look at it this way. They did magic last year with a lot of holes worse than what we're going to have in 2021. So it's just going to take a lot of it's going to take some coaching and some plug in here and there. And that's not even accounting for whatever injuries pop up. That's but, true. You know, John, as, as we plug holes, it makes the remaining ones glare that much more. I think that's what I'm yeah, thinking yeah. with the linebackers. It's like yeah. that, that is a really obvious noticeable hole in our, in the defense right now. Well, but you know, maybe, maybe what they're thinking is if, if you can get up on the line of scrimmage and you can play some press corner, you can jam guys right there at the line, give chase a little bit of time. Maybe you don't have to have household names at linebacker maybe those can be guys who just have high motors and are willing to put in the grunt work right i think well, we we've also got Kaliki hudson and jordan karnasich and <laughs> and if you have a quarterback and wide receivers and running back that can keep them on the field instead of three and outs all the time that defense can rest and that those four down we didn't blitz much last year those four men got in there on a regular and with uh, Ioannidis coming back and Settle being in the rotation, maybe the maybe if we can keep the offense on the field more than three and out, they can just keep doing their thing because these boys are tired, man. We were asking Chase Young and those, those guys to stay out there and win games for us. They literally won game for, games yeah, for us. Yeah, they were playing 60 and 70 snaps. Right? Like, nobody wants to do that or can do that consistently. So, you know – Bostick and Holcomb might not be so bad if the offense can stay on the field. You know, I don't know. What you got, well, Paul? We, we, we got to take solace in the fact that in Rivera and Del Rio, we got two guys who played linebacker themselves. Um, so I, I think they have a quiet sense of confidence about them as well, that they can plug guys into the position and make them effective. Um, you know, and I, I think it's, it's hard to convince me as well that these guys don't want to handpick a linebacker that fits that ideal mold that they have in mind as well. So uh, I, I think the coaching comes in, into play a lot into it as well. Mike I thought you were Mike. Parsons. I thought you were suggesting that one of those guys might suit up for us there for a minute. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'm Let's not sure it. Del Rio still can't. Uh, right. Hey, Rivera got a jersey. Didn't he get a jersey the day he got hired? It's on his wall. So. Real quick, one last thing before we wrap this thing up. One exercise I'd like to do when I've talked to fellow Washington football team fans here is to go rapid fire position by position looking into last season and then going into next season. And let's have a realistic approach as to whether or not we've upgraded, not just with free agency, but it's just in general. Quarterback. I think we can, I, we can realistically say we've upgraded quarterback, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Running back. Now, we just re-signed Lamar Miller. That's a depth guy, whatever. But I'm going to throw something out here. Intriguing. Antonio Gibson didn't play running back. So that guy's now got 16 NFL games as a running back in it where he's getting to learn the position. So can we, can we think that maybe we've upgraded it just simply because he's more experienced? Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
We want to make sure that you don't miss out on any future BGO Blind Pig podcasts. On our YouTube channel, simply hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to BGO Blind Pig via Apple Podcasts or another podcast provider, go to our description page and click that follow button. I think we're treading water. We need to see if he's all the way back from the injury and how other teams adjust to him now that they got a little bit of film on him. I don't think we've hurt ourselves. I don't think we've improved, though, either yet. I think McKissick yeah. might be the one to watch. McKissick, you know, he did a pretty solid job when Gibson was dinged up last year and he was carrying the ball more and, and in the backfield more. I mean, he did a damn good job. And so I think he might be the guy that takes it up a notch this year, not Gibson. I think Gibson's already there. Yeah, Adrian Peterson was going to get a 1,000 yards for us last year. <laughs> So tight end, <laughs> tight end, we, we, we're treading water. Tight end's a wash, right? Yes. O-line, how are you guys feeling about O-line? I know we're a little nervous, but Scherf, big deal. We've re-signed Sharp, which means like little to nothing. I could probably – well, I don't know. I won't say I could line up. but So we and have concerns there. So now going into water. the draft. Treading in water. the draft, we've we identified – I think we went down with our O-line. Uh, yeah. We did not address the sheriff. He didn't sign a long term. We just paid him max deal for one year. The 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 tag. We got Charles at left tackle. We have we have three guys that I mentioned on that are out there that are left tackles. That we're going with a guy that made two snaps at, at left tackle and then was injured for the season. I I I I think we went. We have not addressed anything there. Oh, Unless then. it happens in the draft, I think that we've gone down in no line. Uh, the, so now that's priority made, one in the draft, right? The, no. No? <laughs> you don't think so? Linebacker. You think we're going to stick linebacker. Mark's all on that linebacker train. I'm the best you, move man. we've made on the offensive line in the last 12 months is a long-term contract for Rollier. Yeah. Which and is, that's a good contract. That's a great deal. Yeah, I'm glad no, we, no, no, no. And, and, and I'm not throwing stones at that. I'm saying that's a real positive. We, mm-hmm. we identified the guy. He's playing really well. We didn't overcommit to somebody that's mediocre right you know i feel like that was a that was a real positive we did the business with rollier we should have done with sure am i hallucinating did we not sign a, a backup center also in free agency am i is that did i dream that yeah did no you're not Carolina? i i don't remember i think remember. you're right actually yes i think we did i don't know <laughs> i think he was from carolina he was a depth, Tell me the a depth dude signing. also plays guard because come uh, on a dedicated backup center, unless he's a long snapper too. Now that we've bid, bid farewell to Mr. Sunberg. Oh man, that hurt. But I guess, I guess, speaking to that, I guess there was a an interview with Time where he was talking about like he'd like tore his tricep ligament, like this whole thing exploded, and it was to, so you got to wonder thirty four. I mean, I, I I love seeing Sunberg, but you start it starts to make a little more sense because that guy's got to be able to put the ball nine yards in a puncher's hands like that. And if that wobbles, if it's anything, it, he, he's in trouble. And it's Rivera, kind of like a that can't kick. Rivera didn't cut a, a long guy, a beloved guy, out of spite or anything like that. No. If he was let go, it, there was a legitimate reason. Rivera's not petty like that. I've, Look at I've how long seen, he tried to hold on to Haskins. I've seen people suggest that maybe uh, Hopkins' problems this season was because Sunberg was having issues snapping. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, we'll find that. out in a couple months. Yeah, we, we brought some, we brought Hopkins back on one year, so he's another signing. 
So wide receiver, inexplicably upgraded, and then now we can even have a bigger upgrade if Harmon comes back and he can play yeah. to his level. Right? Yeah. So yeah. That's, and that's without and spending that's without a dollar. Even. Ty. <laughs> Ty. Uh, D line. I think everybody's sleeping on the fact that we haven't had Ioannidis. That's our best interior pass rusher, and he's coming to come back, and he should be healthy. So I'm going to make a I'm going to make a shocking prediction. We're going to re-sign Kerrigan. Kerrigan's not that out there. He That's hasn't got shocking. a. Hmm? It's not, not that shocking. shocking. He he hasn't got a deal as far as I know, unless it happens no. while we're on the. No, he here. doesn't. And and so and I, I, I think be, he might come back. So Mike, I, that'll make Mike happy. Yeah, I won't be surprised at all if he doesn't sign a very friendly one-year deal. Clowney's still out there. Olivia Vernon's still out there. Yeah, there's still premier. I mean, I I, I never thought. Clowney was a premier pass rusher, but his name and his age shows it is. Kerrigan's coming back. He's a great rotational guy. I mean, the guy just broke the, the Redskins uh, sack record. He, he's that guy. And he did produce in the, in the moment. He's not a starter. Chase Young and Sweat are the guys. But and, and again, they need break. a Rivera guy. Class, good yeah. in the locker room. Leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope that they're talking to him because that's the, his role was perfect. 38% of the snaps last year, he had five and a half sacks. He was tied for second with Settle. I mean, that was perfect. I'm not, I don't need you to cover Ertz. I don't need you to cover Saquon Barkley. I don't need you to play run defense. You get in the field. It's time for you to go eat. Find ball, see ball, hit ball. Like, and that's it. And <laughs> we'll keep you fresh. And what was the second one? <laughs> here, right. here john here. There. I'll, I'll loan him to you yeah. <laughs> and so. with and with settle maturing in his role ionitis coming back that means Allen and Payne can take a little break at times as well we are going I, to crush opponents man our d-line is so good oh yeah. my god i can't and believe it. we're not even talking because and just to go back mark you talked about Kalik hudson late pick i think that's what they're looking at he's a later round guy and he flashed a little bit played some special teams so he did. I, I don't know that they're going to look at him to be some kind of stud middle linebacker type, but I think he can fit him role. Maybe you shift Holcomb over to the interior because you're playing a 4-3. If you need to get a nickel linebacker type, Holcomb in moments played okay in coverage. I don't know that I would I, – I, you know, I want to live and die with that, but maybe that Hudson type guy can do that. But then another name that nobody's talking about is Smith – Williams, the kid that we drafted seventh round, he got meaningful snaps last year on our D-line. And if it wasn't for the fact that he was fifth in the depth chart, I think, you know, he could have had even more to do so. So we're adding Ioannidis back, who's going to hopefully be healthy. Caleb Brantley's gone. Technically, he's still on the team, but I don't see how he makes the team next year. And then, you know, I, I like our defense a lot. That one middle linebacker, if we can find that one stud linebacker, we're talking about a really, really good defense. Talking about no, pride, we were well. We were number two overall last year, right? Uh, I think, think passed, but I think it changed after Brady just took us to the woodshed in the that's playoffs. Postseason, that's postseason. And well, where and where did he attack us? Right, where where have you attacked Washington for a long time now? Interior, right over, right over yeah. the middle in the interior. That, that was where we missed Ioannidis because Ioannidis. People forget Ioannidis is our best interior rushing presence and we were without him for the entire year i and think Payne had two sacks in that game yeah. Payne had right. two sacks yeah. in that game so it was clear we were trying to get interior pressure so tell you what you add you add a stud middle linebacker who can go sideline to sideline and make plays and all of a sudden to me the whole defense changes it raises mm -hmm. the level a lot so i'm 
I haven't given up hope on it. I'm just a little mystified at the approach. No, we're, 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 we're right back to where all of us thought we were going to be two years ago when we picked up Ruben Foster on the cheap, even though we were dismayed over the, you know, the issues around Foster. Mm. You know, all of us looked at the talent and went, dude, this is the middle linebacker we've been pining for for years. And then he blew his blew both ACLs out in back-to-back years. So, And having a quarterback – and a, and, and, a, and a wide receiver and a running back coming back with more experience that keeps the defense on the sidelines, getting some Gatorade, breathing and relaxing a little bit was going to just help immensely. These boys are be firing off. If it's if Fitzpatrick or Heineke or whoever can keep us on the field and let them breathe, oh, they're going to be they're going to be just fresh. And, and, mm-hmm. and you're going to be able to send the house every play because they're going to get there. Think hey, about we'd this be pretty confident. Go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, think about this defense on less than 50 snaps a game. How yeah. scary is that at the end of the game? That's yeah. 91 Redskins stuff right there. That's capital <laughs> defense stuff right there. Here's the way I look at it. We, if we had to start the season a month from now, we'd be pretty excited. We, we have nine draft picks last time I checked. So we still, we still got some things to, well, to come. And we're barely – a weekend of free agency. We were last year, Rivera and company were, they were working their magic over the next couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, McKissick and I, I even think Logan Thomas was a later, it was, he was two, three, four weeks into free agency. So no line guys that are still out there. I don't know who mentioned that earlier, but I Mike, think that's what to watch. Mike. That's what to watch for because that's where there's still significant talent out there. I, I, I don't, I don't think we've seen the end of real, real talent hitting the wire yet either. I mean, there's still what yeah. 10, 12 teams over the cap, You're right? You, you cap, know, there's going to be, coming. there's going to be some more talent hit the, hit the street between now and June one or right after June one. So Philly, Philly and new Orleans are over the cap and they're signing people right now. So like something's got to give, they're both hosting and they're talking negotiations and stuff, which I is beyond me how that works out. But anyways, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I don't want anybody from Philly. There's, a, there's an old saying in my house that uh, you know, they're f Philly. We don't like. Not Philly. welcome here. No. Nope. After <laughs> even even with McNabb, I didn't want McNabb either. And nope, 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 nope. I just want to say for the record before we cut out tonight, you know, I've never abused or said anything derogatory or offensive to any masseuses in the Texas area uh, or even in North Carolina. So if you hear it. <laughs> If you hear anything yeah. like that, oh. if eight or nine people come forward, it's just, oh, that guy's good. nuclear now. <laughs> and there are still reports that teams want to trade for him. They want to give up. Oh, my God. He might not even be able to play. He I might would, be in prison, man. Like, I don't know about the whole play. He might go to prison. Nothing legal yet. It's all civil right now. But. I would I would point out that, that Ray Lewis was still making bank and starting for the Ravens <laughs> while on trial for murder, my friend. Oh, if you can win a game him. in the NFL, they don't care. That's true. And <laughs> Shannon, Shannon Sharp was defending him. <laughs> you leave this man alone. <laughs> and you know if Ryan Fitzpatrick hadn't come here, somebody would have said, yeah, but you know, is that price coming down a little bit? Is that yeah, yeah. now it's not four first round picks, it's two. Oof, so much. And I'm yeah. not afraid of any quarterback in the NFC East right now. Dak, we whoop Dak, we can beat Dak. Daniel Jones, not afraid. Jalen Hurts, that poor, that poor kid, that poor kid went from being in Philly, that was like a good team, to now all of a sudden, you know, like over the cap, 
they're losing. People hate their head coach, and it's just like, oh, wow, what's, what's and, happening? I agree with you, but I will point out that we could not figure out how to stop Jalen Hurts until Doug Peterson threw in the towel. We could not stop that kid, even what though we knew he was going to be running every single down. We couldn't stop it, his legs. He didn't throw. I, I, it, that's all it takes, man. Squat. And I worry about that because he yeah. worked us like a – you know what? Yeah, well, Tyler, Murray, Murray, Tyler Murray did the same thing. We're right back to needing Mark's down. linebacker. I'm not worried because we got all these linebackers to chase him down. <laughs> He had one touchdown that whole that with him. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got to tell you, gentlemen, it's kind of nice to be looking at at little units on the team that could still use upgrades. I don't think there's one of us here who doesn't think we're competing for the NFC East this year. It's been a while since we went into years realistically feeling that way about this team. Hell yeah. If we have a halfway decent draft. We are the odds-on favorite to win the NFC East this year. It's not just – The Red Walls will not be stopped yeah. in 2021. <laughs> oh. he's, just, oh. he's just fired it up. The Rednecks, Mike. Damn right. <laughs> you oh. got to think, you gotta think right, about boys. this. If, are we wrapping if, it up? I think we're good to go. On, what you got, on, Paul? Hold up, Paul. What you got, Paul? No, I, I wanted to make one point. If, like, uh, Mark was saying that – you know, we're all confident that we can compete for this division, and I'm totally in that boat. If we can compete in this division and come out of this division facing the schedule we're facing this year, I mean, we can have a pretty legitimate shot to win a game in the playoffs. And when was the last time that we can say that, right? So, I mean, if we can stand up against the schedule, I think that's, that, that's a really, really encouraging sign for this team moving forward. When was the last time we won a game in the playoffs? Was that Tampa? When, when, when was it? I yeah. haven't been to one of those. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 05. I think it was Tampa. Yeah, I think it was Tampa. I, I, I was talking to some friends and uh, actually my uncle who's on the board. And the best way I can say it is that for years, we've gone into the offseason hoping, hoping that Josh Doxson can get right, hoping that, you know, Kirk Cousins can play to a certain level, hoping – now we're looking at it, and if our team plays to what they've already done, not even taking the next step, but what they've already done, I think we're in a good place. You know what I mean? I mean, Terry McLaurin, if he doesn't get 1,200 yards, it's a shock at this point, you know, and then even more so when now that Curtis Samuel, who's proven that he can be effective. Logan Thomas, I, I don't think last year was a fluke, but if Logan Thomas can mimic, can replicate last season, oh, we're going to be in great shape. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he plays to the level he has played for the last three seasons, which is not even asking him to do more, the mm -hmm. same level. I think we're in a we. we I think we win the division. And it's look a, at the a, running backs. Look at the running backs. Aren't we right. have two? I mean, we have seriously good running backs. We're we're looking really good on offense. If we can just uh, we went line toe to toe. We went toe to toe with a, a jam-packed all-star Super Bowl team. That team is loaded with top-tier guys that they brought in Super Bowl or bust, and we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. We Granted, we lost with a rookie quarterback who was his first start ever, but we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tom Brady and, and the boys, and we, we could have – We gave them a better game than anyone else did in the playoffs. A, 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 absolutely. So – I, you know, I got to ask this question. How many games do you think we win last year if Fitzpatrick's the starting quarterback for 16 11. games? Oh, yeah. At least I can, go, I can go nine to ten, nine and nine or ten anyway. If I don't we don't think, go 
against the Giants, we win that one because we had all the momentum. We were smacking them around. We're a, yeah, that was we were here. a legit division winner instead of a back in yeah division if, winner. If, if Fitzpatrick's starting, we don't lose the, the we don't lose the Detroit because it just doesn't happen. <laughs> First, we shouldn't have lost to Detroit on some fluky Chase Young ran into Matt Stafford and he fell down. Oh. And that was the difference because if we go to overtime, we're not losing that game. We don't lose twice to, to, to the Giants. Sorry, it just doesn't happen. If you go for two, Fitzpatrick runs, carries Morgan Moses on his back across that goal line to get the two-point conversion and win. It's just the difference between having the team that we had, you know, the it's just a whole different mentality. And that right there, I, I see 11 wins last year because we shouldn't have lost a lot of those games. Cleveland, we had Cleveland beat – people forget, we had to lead in that t- game twice. Yeah. Once was in the fourth quarter, and we just sat down and let them just run back in it, and Baker Mayfield went ham on us for some god-awful reason, which he doesn't do to anybody else, and he won that game. We battled back and took the lead twice in that game. So that's three games right there that I could argue that puts us at 10 and 6. And then it's a coin toss, you know, coin flip to find another one in there somewhere. Yeah. All right, gents. Yeah. Gents. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It's been real. It's been fun. Salute you. Good to see you guys. Salute. Thanks for listening to BGO Blind Pig. Join us next time as we once again dive into the ups and downs of D.C. football fandom. And don't forget to check out our incredible community of Washington football fans at www.bgobsession.com.